Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. This week I was joined by Anthony Smith and we put out a little Ask Renee, Ask Anthony. You guys asked the questions, we gave you the answers. Here they are. Um, all right, guys, we are doing the Ask Renee, Ask Anthony. We're doing a little Ask Me Anything. You guys sent out some tweets um, at MMA on SiriusXM. What do we got? Do we have any good questions? What are the people throwing our way? I'll lead off. I got one here. All uh, right. This is a good one for both of you. It's got both of you tagged. Here. So this is both Ask Renee and hashtag Ask Anthony. Uh, this comes from Mule TBH. It says, what are the top tier drunk foods? Which one reigns oh. supreme? I love this question so much. I just want to point out that I am showing that yes, Anthony, you do not follow me. Um, I do too. Anyways, I look at it. For sure. look. <laughs> just happened. Following. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, best drunk foods. I feel like I have a doctorate in this. Um, I would. I, for me, I'm a chips person. I will eat any flavor chip. Uh, a new flavor chip excites me like nothing else. Um, I love when Lay's does their fancy, different, uh, you know, tzatziki flavor or falafel. I don't know why I'm going so Mediterranean here, but those are the flavors that I like. They're delicious. Um, also, I, I mean, Chinese food. Give me a noodle. I like a noodle when I'm drunk. What about you? <laughs> I'm a big, like, gross, greasy, fast food drunk eater. Like, What's your fast food of choice? Oh, it's it is not odd for me to be sitting in my garage after a night with one of my buddies ordering like seventy dollars worth of Taco Bell. Oh uh, yes, okay. I am totally I feel that like guy. I don't know why Taco Bell gets so much shit because I love Taco Bell. It's also never ruined my insides of my body ever before. I don't know if that's like telling of me as a person, but. I ride well with Taco Bell. Yeah, me and Taco Bell get along great. And it's like, I don't know what it is, but the DoorDash speeds on Taco Bell are fantastic. They're so fast. (laughs) I was in Vegas. uh, I was in Vegas a couple weeks ago and I went to one of those high roller events. Uh, Just I just wanted to watch it. It looked like a lot of fun. And I had like five beers while I was there, which is not a lot for me. And I get back to the hotel and I was fucked up and i could not figure it out Why? what like, happened oh, i have been in this warehouse full of people with industrial size bongs and like <laughs> leaf blowers with huge <laughs> bowls of like and i don't smoke weed like it's not my thing like i'm not against so you got it. that just, contact I high i did and i i ate my ass off on, in taco bell <laughs> in the hotel like good thing it was the night after i worked the, or it was the night i worked the desk and not, i didn't have to like go to work the next day i was toasted that's amazing. Also, I would just like to say that contact high is not fun because I also don't smoke weed. I don't have anything against it, but I'm also very weird if I ever smoke weed. I'm like paranoid. I, yeah, I feel I like I weird. can't breathe or swallow. It's, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> All right. Taco Bell and chips. Top order uh, for Anthony and I. All right, Kelly, what, what you got? All right. I also hate that I ate Taco Bell dead sober yesterday and it was delivered. <laughs> What's your quickly? order? Are you a soft taco supreme? What do you get? I'm definitely a quesarito type girl, and you can okay. only get it on the app now, which I found yes. out in the drive-through. You're, you're so fancy. I would like to have Not one fancy. quick little moment to give a shout out and uh, hopefully put some longevity into uh, the nacho fries at Taco Bell because they, to me, are a top-notch fry. They're excellent, and they uh, they're a little stingy with how often you can get them. I don't know what that's about, <laughs> but I don't like that. I'm with you. Um, they're not. Yeah, I was gonna say they're that. not in there right now because I'm no, also not. a big fan. Yeah. Okay, I guess let's see. I will swing it to a fight-related question. This comes from at RCMMA New. He says, Anthony, how do you see Jimmy Crute versus Jamal Hill playing out this weekend? Tell him, Jim. Tell him. 
I'm I'm really excited about that fight. I I really like Jimmy Crew. Like since we fought, I feel like he's like my son. I know that <laughs> sounds super messed up, but like we spent a lot of time together after the fight, like having beers in the hotel and just I don't know, give him a lot of like career advice and life advice. He's like he's just a young kid. He's a monster though. Um, I, I think I think Jimmy Crew probably wins that fight just because he's he's a more he's the more technical striker. He's really hard to take down. He's good on the ground. And Jamal Hill just he I mean. Listen, I, I like Jamal Hill. I like his attitude. I like his tenacity. Just one of those mean ass dudes. But like any guy that loses a, a fight to Paul Craig, um, the way that he lost it, I, I think is going to really struggle with a guy like Jimmy Cruz, especially being as motivated as he is coming off of. I mean, coming off the loss to me. I mean, he 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 kind of that was his shot to kind of break into the top ten or top five, and I think he's going to be motivated. So um, I'm Team Jimmy Cruz for sure. Team Jimmy up in here. I'm Team Jimmy. Kevin Smith, what do we got? All right. This is a hashtag Ask Renee question. This Uh-oh. comes from at McPackets. Uh, what advice do you have for young girls looking to break out in a similar role to yours? Ooh. um, You know, the advice I usually give for that is to, I would say, just start anywhere. Start anywhere that you can. Because if you're waiting to be like, oh, I need to like be on TV to do this thing. Or I need to be on like a proper broadcast for this. But... Honestly, I think it's just um, it's getting in the reps and, you know, knowing how you want to sound, knowing what your tone is, uh, just how you want to be perceived as a broadcaster, what what your voice is. Um, Literally just doing like Instagram videos or uh, get on camera as much as you possibly can just to get more comfortable, not feel like you're a deer in headlights once that red light goes on. but yeah, I, I think it's, it's just doing it. You know, you don't have to wait for someone to come knock on your door to hire you to ask you to do something. You just got to put yourself out there and try to get jobs anywhere that you can and, and talk to people and make those connections. And that's really how you start to build your own career. All right. This is a good one because we try to do this every week. It comes from Kevin Kirsch at K Kirsch. It's an Ask Anthony and an Ask Renee. What is one thing a viewer can do to better understand your primary sport? Obviously, MMA for you, Anthony. Pro wrestling for you, Renee. And Anthony, you can go first since Renee just went. Wait, what, what was the question? What can a viewer do? Sorry. I guess like sorry, if you're sorry. a pro wrestling fan, let's say, what is something you can do to better understand MMA? Um, oh, you're switching the role. So an MMA fan, what would they do to enjoy wrestling? Right. Got it. Or oh, okay. better understand so what, at the very least. Got it. All right. So what would a wrestling fan do? What could they do to understand MMA better? I that's a tough honestly, you just gotta keep watching. Um because there's never like any good explanations of kind of what's going on. Um if you can watch the sports separately, uh like like if you were to watch obviously a lot of people watch boxing. Um kickboxing or Muay Thai is a little bit different of a sport. It's harder to you get a better understanding of what's going on in the striking if you take out the wrestling part of it and the grappling part of it because MMA fighters have to like mold their striking game to be able to deal with defending takedowns and all that kind of stuff. So if you just watch just kickboxing or just Muay Thai, Muay Thai kickboxing separately, I think you'll get a better understanding of that part of it. And it's easy to watch college wrestling. and and But I think sometimes watching just college wrestling can kind of confuse you when it comes to wrestling for MMA and jiu-jitsu. So... Um, I, I would say that that's probably the best way to do it though, is to separate, if you want to just get a better idea of kind of what's happening. If you separate the individual techniques or the individual disciplines, watch boxing, kickboxing, jujitsu, and maybe even a little bit of wrestling. And then, then you'll understand how those things mold together when you watch it. 
And I would say on the other side of that, for somebody that is, uh, you know, more in the MMA world that wants to branch into the pro wrestling world, um, I would honestly, what I would suggest to do is pick a show, any show, whether you're watching Monday Night Raw, you're watching AEW Dynamite, you're watching Friday Night SmackDown, watch one of those shows in its entirety. Because I really feel like a wrestling show has something for everybody. So if you don't like one match, you don't like one wrestler, just wait. Because there's going to be something else that you should be able to attach yourself to or find someone that you're into. And then that's like a great starting point to find a character that you like and follow their story. Follow the the feuds that they're in. Follow the matches that they're a part of, that their storylines are, um, what their promos are, their matches and all that. Because to go back and through like the history of professional wrestling, I mean, it's just so that can bog you down. It can be super overwhelming to be like, I need to know the history of absolutely everything to understand what this joke is or what this thing means. These like insider terms that can just get a little bit heady. So I would say, yeah, just watch a show, find someone that you like, and then start to follow their career, their matches. And then throughout that, I think you'll find other people and other things that that you'll kind of gravitate towards. You know what I have a tough time with recently with professional wrestling? I was a huge wrestling fan when I was younger, like fucking diehard. And <laughs> like, and those wrestlers are still like my favorite people to this day. Like, it is not weird for me to be driving on a long drive. and be like, you know what? I want to pull up some Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> promos. And I'll just listen to like a compilation video on YouTube of, of the Macho Man. That's just um, shit that guys do. Guys do weird shit. Yeah, like we're that. so weird funny. like that. Yeah. But like, I've like tried to like, so my, my seven-year-old is like getting into professional wrestling and she loves MMA. So that's all she wants to watch. So I like try getting into it, but sometimes if you don't come in at the beginning of the storyline, it's hard to follow it because you don't know like how it started. Like, I don't even know how you fix that, but it's hard to get into because you're not there at the beginning and they don't do a good job of telling the story of how they got there as the story goes. Well, I'll say this then. I because it's funny I just watched Survivor Series this uh, two weekends ago and I had not been watching all things WWE I mean sometimes I'll kind of check out here and there but watching a pay-per-view like that in its entirety um, I will say that uh, WWE is second to none when it comes to promo packages and in those packages they do a really great job of helping to tell the story to paint the picture of how they got from A to B Um, it's not always like that throughout a Raw and a Smackdown or through Dynamite they don't always have those packages to, to help educate you along the way um but you know i think that's sort of a bit of a catch-22 as well because as much as it is nice for a casual fan to pop their head in and go okay what happened here and they want to see how that happens i think there's also so many wrestling fans that hate being spoon-fed information that they they've already been there the whole time watching it all like i know that it's kind of both (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's it's a really fickle spot to be in it's a little bit finicky but that makes sense yeah what else we got any good questions yeah, we got an Ask Anthony here. This comes from <laughs> at Wake and Bake. Uh, <laughs> how, do you handle, baby. <laughs> I know, how do you handle the mental pressure of fighting? Uh, pressure is a luxury, to be honest with you. And, and, and that's how I've, always, how I've always viewed it. If I didn't have pressure, that means that the situation I'm in doesn't actually fucking matter. And that's not a position that you ever want to be in. So everything is perception, whether it's being nervous or... or uh, someone told me a long time ago that the feeling of like fear and anxiety and nervousness, like that chemical reaction that happens in your body and the chemical reaction that happens when you're excited or happy or, or you're like, you can't wait to get somewhere. Um, those chemicals are exactly the same, like the same thing happens to your body. So it's how you perceive those things. 
Um, and a lot of people want to fight pressure and they want to fight the anxiety and they want to fight how they actually feel like it, as long as you just got to accept it and know that it's there and just make friends with it. That's how I've, that's how, what I've always done. Like, instead of trying to convince myself that I'm not nervous or that there is no pressure on me or convince myself that this isn't, you know, I have no anxiety. Like I feel normal. This is normal. This is every single day. I just accept the fact that it's not, but he also feels like that too. So the, the faster I accept that it's there, it typically goes away. Like that weird feeling in your stomach right before you walk out. Like I used to, when I was younger, I, I try to convince myself like, nah, I just ate some bad Taco Bell or, <laughs> or you know what I mean? Or You've like, never just, eaten bad Taco Bell in your life. <laughs> I just convinced myself that it's, that it's something else and that I'm not, uh, there's no anxiety there. Um, That's really and then good I learned, advice. That's really good advice. Yeah. I just learned that the second I say to myself, okay, you're a little bit nervous and that's okay. Cause no matter what, we still have to make that walk. So whatever feeling you have in your stomach, as long as you accept that it's there, it's not going to ever change because no matter what I sign the contract, I'm here. My team's here. Bruce Buffer standing there waiting for me to walk. I have to walk anyway. So it doesn't matter how you feel. Yeah. Um, and, and, and accepting that, that pressure is a, is a luxury. And, and uh, it, I think that that helps me a lot is knowing that if I wasn't in an important situation or hadn't done something successful or, or, or wasn't doing something with my life, that I wouldn't feel pressure. Homeless guys on the street have no pressure at all. And that doesn't, that doesn't bring happiness. So yeah. pressure is a good thing. That's, I really like the chemical aspect of that. Cause there's definitely like, you know, if I'm ever nervous for something before going to do a show or a broadcast or something, yeah, I sometimes need to say it out loud. Be like, yeah, I am nervous about something. And then it, that honestly kind of helps to make it go away too. If I'm acting like I'm fine the whole time, I rattle. It my makes it worse. Yeah. yeah 100% it, makes it, worse. it does. <laughs> All right, we'll do one more before we head to break. It's an Ask Renee favorite and least favorite thing about living in Cincinnati so far. Ooh, my favorite thing. Gosh, I really feel like I'm about to run for mayor here or uh, head of tourism because I'm a huge fan. Um, it's beautiful here. I would say my favorite thing so far, probably the weather. I like that it's cold here. I thrive in the cold weather. I'm all about it. Give me that. Get me out of that Las Vegas heat. And my least favorite thing is probably that there is no Tim Hortons in Cincinnati, but they are in Dayton, which is about 30 minutes outside of here, so I can still go get my Tim Hortons fix, but it's not like right outside my door. That's, that's what I got. That's where I'm at. But Cincinnati's beautiful. Come visit, but don't a bunch of people move here. It's a hidden gem. Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser, and I've got a new podcast, In Conversation, where I'll draw from 45 years of covering the Final Four, the NBA Finals, Wimbledon, the World Series, the Super Bowl, the Olympics. CBS even sent me to the fall of the Berlin Wall. I think you'll enjoy the give and take, so subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included in most subscriptions. We've got some questions coming our way. We've got uh, Mike Russo, the lovely Kelly, jumping in to help us uh, toss some questions our way. What do we got? All right. This actually came from uh, Joe from Bayonne, who says, uh, this is an Ask Renee. What are the chances we see The Rock versus Reigns at WrestleMania? Uh, I do think that it happens. I think I think that that is the match that absolutely needs to happen. I know that it's not easy to always get The Rock to show up for things. It seems like uh, WWE is promoting uh, the Rock all throughout Survivor Series as like a tease that maybe he was going to be there. 
and then he was not. Um, I don't know if that was done on purpose, if The Rock stiffed WWE by not showing up. I don't know what happened there. Um, but I do feel like, I mean, obviously The Rock has a great standing relationship with WWE, um, obviously with Roman Reigns as well, uh, with them being family. And I, I just think that that's what it has to be. Roman Reigns is at the tippy-tippy top. I think Roman Reigns has uh, rightfully deserved, I guess is the word I'll use there, to have this match uh, with The Rock at WrestleMania. Uh, I do think that it needs to happen one way or another. That match will happen, whether it's gosh, I don't even know. Remember where WrestleMania is going to be this year coming up. It's kind of all over the place. I think they're going to like Minneapolis or something at some point. I don't know. I can't remember where they're going to be, but it would make the most sense for them to do it. Obviously, if they were going to be at Staples or they were going to be at um, SoFi Stadium. So I don't know when they're going to go back to revisit that. But eventually, yes. All right, this one's for Anthony, and it's kind of funny because maybe you can address the potential issue. It's from Dustin Poirier Enthusiast at Chug and Champ. He says, why the F are you so slow in UFC 4? Like, they have you labeled as a boxer, and if any boxer threw that slow, they're getting knocked the F out. I don't think you're slow. I just want to know if perhaps there's an issue in UFC 4 that can be corrected. Uh, <laughs> that is so funny that this question is up. I was bitching about this like two days ago. Too. I had a couple of friends around and one of them, like one of my neighbors, I think asked, like, is it weird to be in a video game? And I was like, you know what? Fuck that video game. He was like, why? And I was like, I am so slow in that video. I don't know why. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm not slow in real life, but like when I throw a punch, it's like coming from left field and it is the slow you, on the game. You'll hit me 15 times before I land that punch. Oh my um, God. It's the most frustrating thing in the world, but I do have like incredible cardio in, in it and like insane power. So like if it lands, usually in the game, someone's going down, but that's it. That's it. It's, it's so slow. It's, I'm, it's not cool. It's not I, cool had, um, I had real issues with uh, the WWE uh, 2k game as well, because uh, they put me in that. And I don't know if somebody at 2k hates me or what, but I looked like I was 12 years old and had on braces I have no idea why someone thought that that's what I should look like. But yes, I still take offense to that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm a pretty ugly guy anyway. So, but the video game definitely makes me look like an ogre for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm 55% more ugly in the video game than I actually am in real I, life. And I don't yeah. need any goddamn help. <laughs> I am like not cute. I look like I'm like someone's cousin, like, I don't know, trying to audition <laughs> or some shit. It's bad. My action figure is ugly too. Anyways. Oh, I don't even have an action figure. How do you get one of those? I don't know. I, they put, I, my outfit's bad, but I'll I'll send you one. Sign it. I need, <laughs> I need my own action figure. <laughs> oh, what else we got? All right. Uh, this comes from uh, at McPack. I, I, I can't hit this. McPackettes. Uh, what are you most looking forward to as your podcast and this show continue to grow? Um, it's the conversations. It's, I, I mean, I love having the conversations and having, um, you know, connections with other people. Uh, it's fun for us to hop on the show. This show is really fun too. Cause I mean, we're live. It's getting my feet. I mean, we've been doing this show for, you know, since mid September at this point, but getting 
you know, more adjusted to the radio side of things. I come from the TV side of things. So it definitely took me a sec to be like, wait, what am I doing? I'm not on camera. How do I, you know, utilizing the different tools that you can use in radio because you're not on camera all the time. It's, it's nice to be able to have that aspect. Um, and then with oral sessions. Yeah, it's, I think it's, you know, booking whatever interesting guests that we can have. I mean, obviously there's a huge... A uh, huge pile of insanely talented people that have just been released by WWE. I would love to have a bunch of them to come on the show, tell their story. Um, and we were just talking during the break. I mean, having somebody like like Lisa Ann came on my podcast. Uh, just having interesting people from different walks of lives and getting to pick their brains. Those are the kind of episodes that I, I look to put out. All right. This comes from at Ali Adwan 10. It's for Anthony. Who do you think wins between Glover and Yuri? Um, yeah, I honestly, I, in my heart of hearts, and I'm not just saying this because Glover beat me. Um, I think Glover to share has a really good shot at, at beating Yuri Prohaska. And I'm probably in the minority of people that believe that. And it just comes down to like both of those guys, strengths and weaknesses. Um, Yuri Prohaska is younger, stronger, faster, and probably more powerful, but you know, Glover Teixeira has, has been on a crazy run right now. And, and I think that there's this weird thing that happens with champions where they tend to get better uh, after they win the title. I think it's a confidence thing and, and kind of just, you know, they, they realize the target on their back. But I, Yuri Prohaska showed a lot of things to me in that uh, Dominic Reyes fight that I think are going to be really detrimental to him in a fight with Glover Teixeira. Um, first of all, Dominic Reyes is by no means a wrestler and absolutely by no means a grappler. Uh, or a jiu-jitsu ace and he was able to take Yuri down after he was rocked and hurt and mounted Yuri um, I have no reason to believe that Glover Teixeira can't do that and I I think if he takes Yuri down and gets a hold of him I think that he finishes him um, and Yuri's a little wild and crazy and and he's not super defensive he's not he's just not defensively responsible because um, he has a chin and he's been able to take a lot of those hard shots in the past Glover Teixeira hits different though I've, I've been in 53 fights uh, I've been knocked out one time in 2011 on just a freak show, you know, shot. Uh, I've never been hit like Glover Cher hit me. Like he hit me with a left hand and I woke up face down <laughs> trying to figure out, trying to figure out how I got from standing to laying down. So, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't respect Glover's power enough uh, until it's too late. And I was one of those guys. So um, I, I would say, I think Glover Teixeira has a very, very good chance of winning that fight. Yikes. All right. All right. We'll probably end on this one. I think uh, I'd like to hear from both of you from the MMA side and the wrestling side. Uh, what are your favorite matches of all time as a fan? Ooh. All right. For, I'll go first on this one. Um, my favorite match always of all time will always be the Hollywood backlot brawl between Goldust and uh, Roddy Piper. That is one of my favorite matches ever. It combines just the best of storytelling with two of my absolute favorites, Goldust, Dustin Rhodes, uh, will always be my favorite wrestler that uh, I am not married to. So that is, uh, <laughs> that's match number one for me. <laughs> what about you, Anthony? Uh, we're talking fighter, like wrestling match. Whatever you want. Answer however your little heart I'm gonna, I'm gonna go like I'm gonna go like super casual wrestling fan. Okay. Um, I was watching this like special on Mick Foley on you. See, I don't know why I'm so weird. I was watching this Mick Foley special <laughs> on YouTube like at two o'clock in the morning after feeding the baby, and uh, they like went through and were and was talking about how just how crazy Mick Foley was and and like the levels that he pushed it to. Um, and they went through and like rehashed like frame by frame the uh, uh, 
the Mankind Undertaker, Hell in the Cell, yeah. Where he threw him off the cage, he threw him off the cage into the broadcasting booth, and then mm-hmm. they were carrying Mick Foley out, and he ran back. Lip. Yeah, and he ran back and climbed back up, and then got choke slammed through the cage. I, I remember watching it as a kid, like when it was happening, and thought it was like this is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my whole goddamn <laughs> life. Like, it's and so rewatching good. it as an adult, <laughs> it's still just as crazy. Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts.